whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we have a special guest joining us for the finale of season three. My cousin Carly, frequent emailer. Uh, thank you. Welcome to the show. Woohoo. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. It's been a while. We're so happy to have you. We missed you. Yeah. I missed you guys too. That's why I email. <laughs> we appreciate all the emails. Yes. And, and the cheerleading insight. <laughs> never um, forget manny's toe touch oh my goodness <laughs> and today we're talking about season three episode 10 hashtag hashtag i guess it's i am sleep is it i'm sleep i'm sleep. i'm not sure i am sleep i think i don't know the play we're, we're was old, called guys. i am sleep oh I is th- that what it it's was... from i was so confused <laughs> is that what it's what was it i, I thought that's it was what the I play was hope or I am hope. Is it? So maybe. So okay. It was called I am hope. So I'm assuming this is I am sleep because it's like mirroring that. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Is that, a, is that a hashtag? Hold on. I'm googling it I'm to see sleep. if it's a real hashtag. Truly, do not know if it is a real hashtag. It's just coming up as Degrassi stuff. So. Yeah, so probably not. I guess it's... I'm guessing it's, oh, like, know. playing on the play title. Um, but, Kelsey, can you read us the episode summary from Google? Yes, I can. Everyone loves it, but Tristan... Whoa, this is insane. Okay. Everyone <laughs> loves it, but Tristan clearly senses the truth. Maya appears to be happier, but appearances can be deceiving opening night and the play receives rave reviews who the fuck wrote this <laughs> what that was so cut up this is in i feel like i think they wrote it in the wrong order everyone loves it like, everyone loves, loves it what are we talking about okay well and as an editor i feel like you have a lot of issues with that uh, yeah it does it does feel like the first sentence should maybe be the last sentence i guess i don't know <laughs> Yeah, um, I, it's confusing. But yeah, we talked about the title. Doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, I guess we could just dive into it. So the episode starts with Maya and a song she has written is playing, which feels like a suicide note kind of a song. And I was worried. Yeah, yes. I think that's the intention. I do like the song, though, for the record. It's maybe one of my favorites I do that she's too. written. I wrote, not a bad song, though. Yeah. Even though I wrote down some of the lyrics, and she said, like, leave my world, take a different road, it's my time. And I was like, very problematic. Yes. <laughs> for the situation. But not a bad song. It's a good yeah, song. Sonically, it's just a real bummer. Great. Um, and, like, while the song is playing, she's, like, packing up her backpack we're like going we're like looking at all the photos she has taped on her wall of like her and her friends and her family she gives her mom and her sister like a group hug before she's leaving and like she 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 wrapped a present and we see her put that in her bag 
And yeah, it's just all very like final send off, final goodbyes feeling. And I don't like it. (laughs) No. Yeah. And I noted like she grabbed the pills and put those in her bag. So I was like, that's not good. No. Also, she posted the song and it's called Last Exit, which I don't know if that's a Sartre reference or if it's just a clever name for a suicide oh. note song. I missed that. Oh, yeah. no, wait. That's No Exit. I'm losing my mind. Sorry. I have a puppy. I did have I a fashion note. Um, if we want to do fashion. I don't know if anyone took any. To I took a couple. <laughs> I took um, one because the rest of the episode I was like, I, I can't do fashion. But my, yeah. my one note is that I do like Zoe's dress. Oh, yeah, I noted her dress, too. Oh, that color-blocked one? Yeah. I wasn't as big of a fan of it. I thought it was very poofy, but... It was definitely poofy. I kind of liked the poof, though. I don't know. Maybe it's because I do, like, so much um, looking at, like, bridal fashion now for work (laughs) that I've just gotten used to, like, a poofy kind of dress. Yeah, I was watching this with a friend who was like, what in the hell is she wearing? <laughs> like, isn't this high school? It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, Zoe is never dressed for high school. No. Zoe is dressed for, like, her first marketing internship at all times. Yes. Truly. Her hair looks amazing, though. I, I think you guys talked about that last episode, but she just looks great as a whole. Yeah. I feel like. Um, I also, how do you guys feel about Katie's blonde hair? Not a fan me either it's like it's like the highlights that i used to get like so i used to get highlights in middle school because i i was very briefly very spoiled and i used to get highlights in middle school and at a certain point they like kind of like lost control and got away from me and i was just blonde and that (laughs) looks like what that's what happened to katie's hair yeah i don't know i didn't really i got i didn't really absorb her hair i wasn't paying attention to it um i really i loved her carly ray jepson look that was like my favorite hairstyle on her she yeah. pulled it uh, off like really with well the bangs yeah mm-hmm. i forgot about that hair uh, my only other um, note is like zig is wearing all black but we can't see his arms <laughs> <laughs> um i didn't mind maya's like look of the day um the leather vest she definitely has like a um like a trendy look of the time i feel like mm-hmm. um she's been dressing herself really well considering all things yeah she's had like excellent style this entire yeah. season yeah um i she's said going tristan off the rails very... but she can dress yeah i also said tristan just looks super pale but i mean he just he, he was in a coma and probably hasn't seen the sun in six months <laughs> he's, he's been indoors for a long time but i do like that they are dressing his character the way he would dress still mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's not like they haven't he, he's not like he's still very much tristan and that he's like fully dressed he's not like going out in sweatpants exactly like if i had just come out of a coma i would be wearing sweatpants all the time <laughs> true honestly um and then i just i wasn't a huge fan of lola's outfit in the play oh yeah um, the dress and the and she had like very pink shoes, but I I don't know, like her character wasn't really like she's supposed to be this character in the you know not really it's like a voice or like a yeah someone just to interact with. So I'm like maybe she just dressed herself. 
yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll get into the play. I, I have some yeah. thoughts, but. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, regarding fashion and, like, her look for the play, I like, I feel like they should have given her, like, more of, like, an otherworldly, like, ethereal yeah. kind of thing. Like, I don't understand why she's dressed like. It's like a tight dress. Someone like in her 20s yeah. in, like, 2017. Like, I feel like she should yeah. have, like, kind of, like, an otherworldly quality to her based on her character. Like, I'm wondering if they were trying to go for, like, this mature look, but it ended up just being very, like, whimsical in a way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to talk about this play because whimsy does come to mind in a way that I did not enjoy. <laughs> um, and that was it for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, and then we find out, we're with Miles, and we find out that Tristan is going to come to the play. Yay. Uh, but Miles is now worried about Tristan finding out about his cheating or I guess he's worried again because he's just been worried about this the whole time ever since like the possibility of Tristan coming was presented um, and I still don't understand why he never changed anything I don't he's been worried understand. for weeks about this I don't know and I mean, even with the play it didn't really seem like anything changed it was still very I don't know they were very close yeah <laughs> I don't even know why he changed it to be romantic in the first place. Because it didn't start out being like that either. <laughs> like, just yeah. go back to the first draft. What's going on? <laughs> I think it would have been more powerful if there wasn't any romance. I did enjoy Grace and Jonah's little interaction and because they had a bet. So that was like a nice little tidbit. Right. I would, I I would like to Grace. say off the bat, I, claim, I, I called Grace and Jonah months ago. No, you didn't. I did. <laughs> You did? Damn it. I thought I did. I can I I, I confuse us apparently. <laughs> Maybe I'm I like half of our listeners who can't tell our voices apart. I definitely brought up a are we feeling vibes? I don't know. And you're like, I'm not feeling that at all or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well I don't know. I can see it happening. <laughs> but I'm still I, I stole your thunder, sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Um but, uh, yeah, and they're also like, well, maybe Tristan won't know. Like, we, like, helped direct the play. And we still weren't even 100% sure if you and Lola had hooked up either. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> I mean, they but... speculated enough to make, like, a $20 bet on it in high school. <laughs> right. $20 bet yeah. in high school is, like, a $100 bet as an adult. So <laughs> True. Clearly, yeah. they had a pretty strong inkling. Um, but then we're with Zoe and Goldie. And Zoe's, like, trying to put together the program for the play. And, Gold and it's, like, at the last minute. And Goldie's like, why are you doing this now? Like, what's going on? Da-da-da. And Zoe kind of, like, breaks down and is like, I got kicked out of my house. Or Actually, I don't even think she says. No. She tells her. She's just very, like, distracted. Yeah. And doesn't. And Goldie's just trying to be nice, and Zoe's just, like, not really interacting. Yeah. And also, Goldie keeps bringing up Rasha, and she's like, I wonder if she's nervous. And Zoe just, like, right. cannot handle it and bails and leaves Goldie to finish the brochure. Goldie, who has not been involved in this play at all. This does not seem fair. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's like, wait, what's the play about? And then Rasha comes in and kind of also continues taking out her own anger on Goldie and she and Goldie's like, "Uh, oh, can you help me with this? Like Zoe left and 
now I have to put this thing together and I don't know what's going on. She's in a weird mood. And Rosh is like, you know why she's in a weird mood? <laughs> because we broke up and like Rasha finally comes out to Goldie. And then they kind of, and Goldie's like, oh, okay, well, we kind of get, go down some like hate the, love the sinner, hate the sin discourse, which was a little bit yikes. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we're being a, a little hard on Goldie here to like automatically have her accept everything when she's kind of been struggling I agree. with this the whole season of like, she's had her faith challenged a lot this season and I think she's taken it in stride and she's been taking baby steps to kind of unpack that and Rush is not really speaking to her with a lot of patience, which is understandable because she's also upset because of everything that happened with Zoe. But she like kind of she comes out to Goldie and then kind of. Like, I was kind of surprised that she just like after so many episodes of talking about how she didn't want to say anything because she was worried about getting kicked out, and then all of a sudden in this scene, it's like, and here is everything I've been holding in for the past like four episodes. I was like, whoa, Goldie's getting a lot of information at once. Yeah. Totally. I feel bad for Goldie. I, think, I know, me too. I think that's, I think a big part of that is just like Rasha is in such an emotional state right now because mm -hmm. the breakup is like really hard on both her and Zoe. So I think just her like aggressively, I would call it, coming out to Goldie yes. is like just a reaction to that. Um, yeah. And honestly, I mean, the whole love the sin or hate the sin thing, like, we talked about that, I think, last week or two weeks ago. You did. Yeah. I actually just listened to that episode, and I was like, hey, Kelsey mentioned this last week. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's a real thing, and it's a, it's very problematic and uncool, and it does not make someone feel loved or supported. Um, no. But, yeah, I mean, like I think... It's like a cop-out answer. Totally. I don't, I don't know. Totally. But I, I think this entire season of, like you said... Um, Goldie like kind of wrestling with her faith has been I, I think such a great plot line to be following even if it has been like weirdly under the radar yeah. um, but I think she as much as like she she doesn't have the best immediate reaction but I think this is her way of just like slowly processing and getting there eventually um, you know she's it not she, I, I think she's trying her best to be supportive of her friends without. Totally. You yes. know, like she, I think she just has to figure out how that for how with her faith. terrible some friendships seem to be on Degrassi Next Class, like Frankie Shea and Lola are super problematic. Terrible. Um, oh, I think Goldie is actually suck. a very good friend, and I think yes. she she takes time sometimes to like come to her, her own terms with things that are happening with her friends but she's still she's proven herself to be a much better friend than some other people we've seen on the show totally totally agree i would definitely that. agree with that she's she's very supportive she's like one of those people that you can really depend on i feel yeah. like. like that's you know that's how she's been on student council that's how she's been like in all her clubs that's how she's been with her friends you know yeah. it's like any of her shortcomings are like things that she learns and grows from like she's such a good mm -hmm. character and i wish we got more of her i know yeah yeah, I hope we see more of her in the next season. Um, but then we are... I lost my place. We're with Esme and Zig. Right. Because They're, I wrote Esme is still the worst. 
Yeah. Well, is this when... Oh, that's right. Maya comes in Maya... and sees Zig. Yes. And she's, like, asking him if he knows where Grace is because we find out the gift that she brought is for Grace. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's that thing that I was talking about where, like, uh, a lot of people who are planning um, to um, commit suicide. I don't know if that's the term. I know that, like, the term changed. Um, I can't remember. Um, mm. Attempting suicide, maybe? I don't know. I, I mean, I think there's, like, a more, like, PC term than that, but I... Oh, can't okay. remember what it is. Um, so my apologies. Um, if you want to let me know, I would appreciate it, um, listeners. But yeah, that the whole thing of like gift giving, like very personal items, um, and like leaving good memories. So I'm, I wasn't super surprised that she did something like this for Grace. Um, but she is asking Zig, and Zig's like, "Esme's coming. I can't be seen with you. You have to leave." And she's like, "Okay, bye." And that's when Esme yeah. shows up and starts complaining about the play. And as much as Esme is being a bitch about this, like, you can see the entire time, like, how triggered she is by everything. Like, I think it was as much as, like, she drives me nuts because they make her so unlikable. It does bother me that they really do. It does bother me that Zig, despite knowing her history, um, is not being, like, respectful of the fact that she's clearly, like, very triggered by this entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I it's interesting because I feel like Zig is not very strong around her, though. Like, I feel like Zig is like her little plaything. And I feel like he's I don't know, like, I'm not a huge fan of Zig with her right now because he just seems like her like little puppy. And he has like seems to have like no personality anymore. It's just like do whatever Esme says. And I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't. He's. I don't know yeah. if they're great for each other. Like now, they they clearly like have bonded over some serious events in their life. But I don't know if they're really that good for each other in terms of like supporting each other, and they're just like distracting each other. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, agree I think with they're that. also like very codependent. <laughs> yes. Like it's, a, it's like a, like even just with this play, like he's like, well, we have to go to support Grace. Which, yes, Zig, you have to go to support Grace, but, like, you know the entire history of Esme and her mom and why this is really a, this entire situation, especially with the Miles stuff and how public he is about everything going on. It's, like, really triggering and upsetting for her. And he's just like, we're going to go yeah. see a play. Yeah. The, the, what yeah, I'm trying really to get at like is that... Miles is a big part of Esme's kind of grudge against the play as well. I think oh, yeah, that whole thing sure. did not end super well um yeah so. i mean maybe that's what zig like just thinks is happening but also like zig is as dumb as a bag of rocks so <laughs> like I'm, I'm not surprised that he does not get it <laughs> but it is frustrating to watch yeah. yeah yeah and esme like just she does not want to see this play but is being asked to do so anyway um but then Maya runs into Jonah and she's like, oh, hey, can you give this gift to Grace? And he's like, give it to her yourself. Here's a comp ticket. You got to come to the play tonight. And she takes the ticket and it's like, OK, I guess she's going to the play now. Sure. Um, and then we're back with Goldie and Zoe and Goldie's kind of like checking in with her and asking her about her entire situation and Zoe kind of vents to her and tells her about 
how she screwed up with Rasha. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad she's at least taking responsibility for that now because the last episode she was like, it didn't seem like she knew what she had done wrong when it came to bringing Rasha to her mom's wedding. But in this episode, she's come to terms with that and is like, um, I was acting really selfishly and I like ruined things with Rasha. And Goldie's like, well, maybe not forever. Maybe we can like fix that aspect of it or something. Because Goldie is a good friend. <laughs> she is a good friend. Yeah. And she clearly sees that they're both hurting. Yeah. And so I think it's it's very selfless of her to be like, even if I don't totally know how I feel about this, I see that both my friends are hurting and I should try and help them. Yeah. Um, but then we are back with Miles. He's changing some lines like last minute. He's talking to Zoe or Lola backstage. And he also apologizes for not being there for the, her abortion. And he's like, I know I didn't know about it, but I also, I still am sorry that I wasn't there. And I thought that was a really nice moment how he's still like, you can tell he definitely still really cares about her. And then she even asks like, did I mean anything to you at all? And he gives a really cheesy line back and he's like, yeah, oh. you were my hope. And I'm like, okay. It was so cheesy. <laughs> so, so Super cheesy. cheesy. Also, he decides to change lines now. Yeah. He's um, like, I'm I, just going to change some lines. I'm like, wait, you're doing, you've had like a month of reconsidering this. So long. And now you're like, wait, we're going to make some <laughs> tweaks while we're literally getting dressed before the play. <laughs> this I is my moment. understand these student directed plays. Like we had student directed plays at my high school and you could not pull this kind of shit. Like this happened with Eli where he kept changing things. Right. Like, how are they allowed to do this? They're the given a lot of, like, they're given a long leash when it comes to the prod, the plays at this show. And, like, plays, where are the teachers? Clubs, I'm so confused. Sports. Nobody is anywhere. We only see right? Coach Armstrong sometimes. Yeah. Where is everybody? I, yeah. I still don't they know why student... Power Squad doesn't have a coach of any capacity. I know. They give the students way too much independence at this school. Like, way too much. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, is it more expensive to, like, pay adult <laughs> actors? I guess. I don't know. Like, what is going on? Um, but then it's finally time for the play. And Tristan is here. And I I'm, was very excited to see him, like, out of the hospital. Yeah, me too. Finally. Um, and then like Esme and Zig come in and she like sits in the wrong, Esme sits in the wrong seat because she wants to have like a fast exit if she needs to. And it ends up being the seat that Maya's ticket corresponds to. So when Maya gets there and sees like Zig and Esme in her seats, she like, she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll, I won't stay here. And she leaves Grace's gift with Yale. And I think it was also visibly uncomfortable too. Yeah. Like you can tell she does not want yeah. to be there. Yeah. Yeah. She's she literally wants an aisle seat to make a quick exit. And Zig is like, We're staying. This is great. Also, Maya <laughs> seeing Tristan, I think, was also a big part of her like fleeing. Yeah. I agree. She looked like I don't know. She just yeah, I think it kind of shocked her into a reality, but still not the reality she wanted to be in. It's yeah. She was definitely rattled. 
she's not herself i like you know it's it's sad that she's like it, it, she didn't even want to go see him and say hi to him and he's like her best friend and she there she's just she's going through so much and she's changed so much because like of her depression it's like it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. speaking of heartbreaking and the mm-hmm. next time we see her she is on a bus and this is where she decides to start taking the pills and I just found it so upsetting that she like decided to return to the bus to do this and I was just, just like no stop taking these pills what's gonna happen oh my god I hope someone sees her because she's on a bus in public oh my god what's going on but yeah I didn't have much to say except I just I don't like it I nope. I'm very worried and I don't know how she got on the bus. Why are they unlocked? But that's a different issue. I mean, she's not able to get on these point. buses before to do her creepy little photo shoots. So I don't know. Willy nilly, there is no security for a school that has had like multiple stabbings and shootings. There's no fucking security. Does mm-hmm. not make sense. Um, but then we go back, and the play is starting. And at first, I was like, oh. The production is surprisingly impressive. Like with all like the text messages and the graphics, I thought it was very Dear Evan Hansen with like all the text yeah. message like elements part of it. But then as soon as they like open their mouths and start delivering oh. lines, I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this it is was so, so bad. bad. So, so bad. Oh my God. It's like the acting is bad and the oh. writing is bad. The, the production is the only good part of this play. The production is incredible. Yes. Like the transitions yeah. are really good. The music's great. Like the lighting, the cool smoke thing. Like all of that is so well done. And then just like the writing and the acting is atrocious. It's like, I always find it so funny that like these actors that are in a show and then they have to like pretend to be in a play. I'm like, why are you bad at this? Unless you're <laughs> just trying to be bad at this. The comedic relief was terrible. Hated it. Oh I was God. like, this is not a play that needs comedic relief. No. no. It was so, so bad. It would have been and so awkward. much more impactful if there was no comedic relief. But instead, they're like, let's throw some jokes in. I'm like, yeah. it seems like you're well, not taking this seriously. Like, that's not what I came to see. I did not come to see, like, a jokey, like, comic relief story about how your boyfriend's in a coma. Yeah. That's not Maybe what I that's want what out of this. Simpson needed though to approve the play because remember the play was like too serious Gosh. so maybe those were maybe. the rewrites maybe that those had to happen sessions. yeah Ugh, i don't but, like, like them the line they were bad but... <laughs> was so bad like especially when they were like reading i'm like i understand that you're like reciting text messages right now but it but it's i'm like but you're supposed to be like acting those out not actually just reading them very quickly back and forth because it was just like what's going on it was just like back and forth ping-ponging like text messages it was it was so fast it was too fast and i'm like let's take a moment and like actually like say these lines as if you're saying them and not as if you're reading a text message and like we can and the audience will understand from like the cues on the stage that you are technically like voicing your text messages, but like, why are why is it so bad? Why is it so wooden? I don't understand. I'm it was so, so monotone. 
Like I'm so, so mad. It was. It was definitely monotone. I'm so mad because it had so much potential to be really good. Yeah. Like it was the first like Degrassi play that I was like, I actually really like this premise. I think this could be really cool. And then they Degrassied it on me and made it bad. And I'm pissed. <laughs> they made the yeah. school play insane and bad instead of what it could be. <laughs> Which I, I don't know. Is that just like realistic? Like most school plays are just like not amazing. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I thought about that. Kind of. I'm like, maybe they're just trying to, you know, be a real high school play. But I don't know. Or that's just the excuse they'll fall back on if people don't like it. Like, well, it's supposed to be bad. Well, yeah, we meant to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then we're back with Maya and we're on the bus and it seems like she's like not awake. But then she's awake and she's and we're like, oh, OK, that's good. And she's then she says to herself, I can't do anything right. And I'm like, oh, no. And that broke my heart. So she gets off of the bus and then Saad sees her and she's acting very loopy. She's like kind of hanging on to him and is like, I always liked you. You were always my friend. And he's like, uh, the last time we talked, you said we weren't friends. And she's like, oh, I didn't mean that. Da da da. And I'm like, oh, my God, Saad, please recognize that something is wrong and call an adult for help. But she kind of just, like, he helps her open the door to get back inside. And then she is off to the roof. And I hate it. And I hate it. Yep. Me too. It's extremely I- upsetting. And But also, like, yeah, I mean, I kind of figured something like this would happen because that's also, like, such a common thing with people that try to take pills is that it's a lot harder than you think it's going to be. A lot of the times you wake up, a lot of the times you wake up and you can have like terrible brain damage and you're just making your life worse than what you thought it was before. Like I, I feel so much for anyone going through this that really feels like this is what they need to do. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, and pills hit differently. Some take 30 minutes to hit some take 45. And so it's like that unfortunate like in between period where she is awake i was really hoping when she got into the school someone would see her yeah that was like my hope as i kept watching and then obviously that didn't happen but that was like please someone see her as she walks in but they're all at the play seriously watching the terrible acting oh bad so bad yeah also like as someone who has actually overdosed on pills it's not a good time i would not recommend it's like the worst thing in the whole world it's a terrible feeling like watching her and like the loopiness and the like just totally out of her mind kind of shit i was just like oh like it like hurts my stomach to think about it's like just it's the worst feeling it's terrible yeah so yeah, sorry. Not to not to bring us all down from this already <laughs> well, bummer episode. We're already we're already pretty down. <laughs> um, but maybe the play is supposed to be the light aspect of this episode because the acting is so bad, so it's just entertaining and funny. And I don't know. The play just bummed me out even more because it was terrible. <laughs> and speaking of, we cut back to the end of the play, which I was oh. so confused about. <laughs> It was, it was. It ended so abruptly, right? I know. There was a, the, Miles and Lola, no closure. Like, have, like, a weird moment. They like get very close. They like do like a weird like mirror hand moment of like, <laughs> look how close we are now. And then he like turns around and looks at Rasha and is like, 
it's you or something. And then it's like, I choose, uh, but I can't remember what he said, but it was essentially like, even though Lola and I are so close now, I'm going to go look back at my boyfriend and that's the end of the play. And I was like, what? It's, it's right? weird. Yeah, no, they're doing like the weird, like acting 101 mirror hands exercise. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he's like, I want to touch you. And she's like, no, you just want to be with him. You just need somebody. And he's like, what? And then she disappears into smoke. And then coma boy wakes up and is like, hello, are you there? And I'm like, that. Not, I'm all right. Okay, cool. And then it ends. <laughs> then he runs oh, over. And he's like, I've always been here. And I'm like, what is happening? I hate this play. It's stupid. Oh, it was you ridiculous. ruined what could have been such a good play. <laughs> the production was amazing. Why did you fuck up Grace and Jonah's hard work with this garbage? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, Miles, you are not a screenplay writer <laughs> or an actor. No, he, it's, a, it's an ex, it's an excellent concept, and someone else should have written it and acted yeah. it. Yeah, story by yeah. Miles, but like tell like screenplay by someone who knows how to write. Like, yes. <laughs> whatever. Um, but you know what they should have done? Rasha should have been hero. They should have let her be hero. Yeah. Yeah, she was she a better actor in that audition. Job. Miles is not a good enough actor for that, and he should have just been coma boy or something and said like five <laughs> words as we saw, at least from what we saw. But whatever. Well, and remember, I think earlier the reason he cast himself was he's like, no one else can portray what I'm feeling, and <laughs> right? I'm like, but you show no emotion in this freaking play. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Um. But, yeah, so then after the play, we're, like, in the leadership room, and we're, like, popping some sparkling apple cider to celebrate. And Zoe comes in and brings Rasha flowers and apologizes. And she's like, Goldie, help me pick them out. And Goldie and Rasha then make up. And and Goldie finally is kind of like, I finally realized, like, it doesn't matter, like, who you love, like, you're no different than anybody else, and I, like, accept you, essentially. And I'm like, oh, Goldie, yay, growth. <laughs> that was the fastest growth ever, but also I believe It was I extremely fast. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. Oh, and one thing to note, I guess, is during that play, Esme and Zig do leave because Esme can't handle it. True. Yes. Um, But... Then we're with Tristan and Miles. Tristan is just by himself in the auditorium. I'm like, who left him alone in here? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Unless he's like went there by himself, but I don't I don't really know his entire like mobility situation at this moment. So it looked like people just left him in there. And Miles comes in and they start talking and Tristan like obviously saw through everything and knows that something happened between Miles and Lola and Tristan's like okay but so do you, did you love her do you love her what's going on and Miles is like yes like she like I did care for her but I love you it's always been you I want to make it work like I want to be with you like, I think Tristan asks I, point blank like who do you want to be with and Miles yeah, chooses him I, I did like this conversation. I liked that Miles came clean right away. And I felt like Tristan asked all the right questions. And and I believe, I, I think Miles like really summed it up well when he said even Lola was about you. 
because it was right. it was about him trying to process his grief and his feelings and you know it, he cared about lola but every part of his friendship and like sorry i'm gonna have to say it sexual relationship um, <laughs> with lola was about tristan true and yes, because yes. of tristan and his feelings yeah i don't love that miles seems to throw the word love around very easily i mean i don't like i don't know if i believe that he loved lola but i just like he gets so invested like with esme with maya like the relationships he has he he clearly is a very emotional guy but he does seem to throw that term around kind of loosely and i don't know if i fully believe it all the time I, yeah. I, I honestly, like, in retrospect, I mean, it doesn't matter now, obviously, with Zoe. Hmm? hmm? Sorry. You guys were breaking up, so I, I for oh. a second, everyone paused. Um, But no, I was going to say, it, you know, I almost, uh, even though Zoe, like, obviously does not care about Miles for, like, 600,000 different reasons, but <laughs> I almost feel for Zoe because she was the only relationship we've seen Miles in where he, like, clearly did not give a shit. Yeah. Everyone else he's been, like, obsessed with. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm sure, like, part of that is just, like, the high school of it all. I feel like people yes. in high school would, like, definitely jump to love very quickly. But I think it is also just very, like, Miles really just throws himself into all of his relationships, like, very full force. Um, But they... Tristan also speaks at the end of this. Yes. He says, okay, which yes. is very exciting. Yes, because prior to this, they've been communicating through his, like, speaker box keyboard thing. But once Miles says, like, I want to be with you, Tristan actually says the word, okay. And I'm like, this is the only word this actor has spoken the entire season. <laughs> How bizarre is that? Um, yeah, but then we're back with Grace and Jonah and I think Jonah's like, oh, no, the play's over. We don't have an excuse to hang out and, as much. And she's like, I think we can find some reasons to hang out more. And I'm like, okay, we're getting some vibes here. Things might start happening. Which, so did they only have one showing Major of this vibes. play? <laughs> Isn't that how it always happens on this show? It's like, one <laughs> and done. <laughs> I was like, what? Normally you at least have, like, two weekends worth it's yeah. just like i guess it's just one and done like spent however many months on all of this and we're just showing it once <laughs> yeah. so weird it's confusing um and then grace finally opens the gift that maya got her and it's her guitar ring and grace is confused and doesn't know what's going on and then she kind of goes on her social media and see, or she realizes, like, oh, I don't have Maya's phone number anymore. And she also blocked me. Oh, and it looks like she, like, blocked all of us. What's going on? She posted this weird photo. Because when she was on the roof, she posted a photo of, like, the treetops. And I can't remember what the message was, but it was a very, Free like, as a cryptic. bird. Free as a bird. On the roof. Everyone is worried. Nobody knows what's going on. Here's my issue. It seems like all of these children are only interacting through social media. Like, the whole thing with, like, uh, Frankie and Jonah in the last episode, it doesn't seem like they're interacting through, like, 
cell phone numbers, it seems like they're interacting through, like, DMs or, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I, I get confused when they, like, show profiles of people and then it's like, oh, they blocked me or she has no accounts left. I'm like, so are they just interacting through, like, a WhatsApp type of thing rather than a an actual phone? I don't know. It Maybe confuses me whenever I do see now. That. Yeah, I Although guess. I d- Although I do, I, Grace and Maya blocked each other's phone numbers entirely, not just social media. It was media. phone numbers? Okay. She, like, texted her, and then Grace blocked her, and then, yeah. Yeah, right. that's true. It just, it seems like this whole show, they seem to only interact through, like, what is it, oomph chat and, like, hastygram or, like, Face range. and, like, when they're breaking, like, passwords, it's like, well, clear, that's not, like, a password to your phone. It's, like, a password to one of your social media sites. So yeah, it just seems true. like they all interact through social media, not through like just like calling someone on their phone number. I don't know. Yeah, because it's Grace confused and Jonah, me. like when Frankie was hacking into Jonah's messages, it was all like I think through like face range. And it seemed like he and Grace were like mostly communicating through there. And I guess I do know some people who like Facebook message people instead of text them. I guess just because really? of, like, internet. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't do that, but I'm also, like, old. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, same. maybe that's how the kids are just communicating these days, just on various social media platforms and no yeah. phone numbers. Because they probably don't call each other. Like, God forbid. Oh, God. <laughs> Talking on the phone. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I do that for, like, my international friends. Like, I have to use some sort of media platform, but, like... If you're my close friend, normally I'm just going to, you know, text you through your normal phone yeah. number. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if any, like, Gen Zers listen to this, maybe email us and let us know how you talk to your friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if it's not via text messaging. Yeah. Um, but then we are back on the roof, and Esme and Zig are going on the roof to, like, cross off another public location on their, like, sexual bucket list or whatever, which I found disturbing (laughs) Um, but then they come across Maya who's like lying down at the edge of the roof and she looks unresponsive and Esme knows exactly what is going on because this is the same thing that happened with her mom and you can tell she she's freaking out she's telling Zig to call 911 and it's so sad because it's like she has been in this situation before and that's why she knows what to do. And I do, I feel really bad for Esme in this moment that like, she's been bugging out about this play the whole day because of shit that happened with her mom. And now she has like come across Maya in a very similar situation. So this was also pretty tough to watch. I like, I, I really almost cried. I feel, Esme. Yeah, me too. I like just watching her basically relive like her biggest trauma that shaped her as a human being was Mm -hmm. rough. Yes. My only thing was I was like happy Maya didn't jump because initially that's what I was worried she was going to do. But I mean, this is not better in any way. But it was just like, well, I mean, I feel like jumping actually could have killed her much more. Yeah. Quickly, or you know what I mean? It was just like, in a way, the pills could have potentially saved her. Right. Because she passed out before she could jump. Because that's what I was worried about when she was on the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Me too. 
Um, but then we're at the hospital and like we're in the waiting room with Grace and Jonah and Esme and Zig and Tristan and Miles. Tristan and Miles. And Grace is feeling guilty for not seeing the signs. And and you can tell Esme is also just like really shaken up. Um mm-hmm. but then Katie comes out and tells everyone that she's gonna be okay. And everyone can go home and, like, she's going to get through this. And then Tristan says he wants pizza. It's been, like, six months since he's had pizza, which was, like, a nice, like, light line to kind of break up the tension. (laughs) And, yeah, and that's how the episode ends. But, like, Maya is going to be okay. I mean, physically, she's going to be okay. I'm sure we're going to, like, see where she is emotionally and mentally at the beginning of the next season after all of this but I'm really hoping like she was actually going to be getting the help that she needs and deserves and I guess we'll see in the next season and her friends finally all get the picture like they they kind of before Katie comes out you know Grace is finally understanding like why Maya was acting the way that she was and I think you guys talked about it in the last episode where it is hard in high school because you're all worried about your own shit <laughs> and sometimes you don't see things as clearly as they are being like brought to you. And so mm-hmm. it was good that, you know, she was finally like, oh, this is why Maya was acting this way. And we should have like seen when she deleted all her friends and did all of these things that she, it was kind of a cry for help. And so, you know, now at least everyone's on the same page and on board to be there for her and help her. Totally. Through. Yeah. Everything. I also thought it was interesting. Miles says that could have been me um, if things had gone differently that semester. And I I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Because I didn't realize he was in such a bad place when Tristan was in that coma. Um, I know he was struggling, but it, it was just interesting to hear him say that and to know, like, he was really, really struggling before he, you know, met Lola. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because thinking back to like the first couple of episodes, Miles was like a li- like a little bit manic and just like yeah, didn't really know where to funnel all of his anxiety. Um, and he was lashing out like he and Esme got in that fight, and then he got detention where he met Lola, and then they became friends, and that really. Like, you can see how much that really did help him. Like, especially when you just, like, think back to how he was at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was a very emotional episode. I was yeah. like, whew. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That waiting room scene, I was, like, tearing up, like, trying not to cry. It was it was very emotional. Yeah. I'm very, very glad that she is Okay. And me too. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that I mean clearly like her friends get it now and I'm hoping that her mom like understands more. Because I don't think it's that her mom doesn't care. I think it's just that like like we've said already that she just so does not get it. No. Like she doesn't understand like what's really going on and like the gravity of the situation. Like Right. I feel like she, I mean her mom also like has her own shit to take care of, but like I, mm-hmm. I think she feels like it's like, well, she's just being like a bad kid right now and she'll deal with it. But it's, like, I think maybe finally everyone understands like the gravity of the situation and how 
they need to make Maya get help, especially while she's underage and you can actually force her to go get help. Like, right. do yeah. that. Yes, yeah. she she's a child. To to, like, an inpatient situation for at least a little bit. Like, Something. Send her where they sent Hunter. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what's so hard with mental health is it's so internalized. And when you're not someone that's experienced it or doesn't know anyone that's experienced it, it's really hard to grasp the concept of yeah. how much it takes a toll. Um, and so I think for like her mom and Katie and all of her friends, you know, that was kind of the what made them see the light a little bit. Yeah, the yeah. wake-up call. And, like, Katie yeah. had her own demons, but she never really had, like, mental health issues. Yeah, not mm-hmm. to, like, the same degree, anyway. Um, Yeah, so I'm hoping we're going to tackle the beast that is depression a little bit more in Season 4. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I will say, I think this season did a really good job at, like, tracking Maya's journey to this moment like we saw this building up the entire time and like I think they did a good they they did a good job at showing how like how this can go under their radar and how people can miss these things because it's not it isn't that obvious only when you like you we only like were privy to it because we were following Maya along the way but yeah, I continue to be impressed with Next Class and how they deal with serious issues like this. Totally agree. Yeah. I, I was impressed with this season for everyone. Like, everyone's storylines, yeah. I feel like, like, maybe not some of the, like, relationshipy stuff, but, like, I feel like everyone's storyline kind of took, like, a there was, like, a real arc to everything. Like, it felt very cohesive. Like, I didn't yeah. feel like there were and any episodes that you could have just thrown away. It was like, totally. this is like, like it, it went by fast because it was like, this is just one story that we're following. It was almost like a 10 episode movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what I like about Degrassi Next Class versus like um, the OG characters and, you know, network television is that with Netflix, I feel like they were able to be a little bit more progressive. They were able to show things that would never fly on a network like Mm -hmm. program and then on top of that rather than you know finding a solution within an episode or within two episodes we did see a full arc through the 10 episodes and I think that is much more real life that's you know things aren't solved in a day right (laughs) they're solved in months and it takes time and to tackle on some of the issues that they did I'm glad that they didn't just like chalk it up to an episode and just like wash their hands of it they actually made it through like the whole season totally yeah yeah that is one of the like the hugest benefits of this moving to netflix i'm less mad about how they handled the bus crash just because they did so well with the whole season and i feel That's like true. it still stayed true. true to that story and followed it but i still I, I'm, I'm still a little bit mad <laughs> i know that was stuff i was shocked when i saw that first episode i yeah. was like wait what it All was we're just- getting is like 30 seconds (laughs) it was jarring but yeah I think I would agree with that like I think even though like they still they made up for it with this entire season I thought it was really good yeah it was an interesting way of showing the aftermath because you didn't see the immediate aftermath you saw the progression of you know 
three months of aftermath and like the emotions that mm. it took place in those characters. So I kind of see where they went, but it was still frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're done with season three. That's the end of the episode. Do we want to do Spirit Squad Captain for this? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even not even sure if we want to go with I the mean, lighter side we can maybe stay like goldie had a good app <laughs> like yeah it's a goldie yeah. okay yeah let's do that um and I'll, I'll you know i'll also give it to tristan for being like very understanding about yeah, a totally. complicated and nuanced situation i also think i want to give it a little bit to esme too for like when for like also still being able to like be there and help Maya while she was dealing with like the PTSD of the entire situation like and for like staying in the hospital and just like still still like dealing with all of that on top of her trauma I'm gonna give her I gotta give her that as well poor Esme I know um and ship I don't know Zoe and Rasha (laughs) I'll I'll do a trials and I'll do a Zoe and Rasha. I, I think yeah. both of those are good. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know how I feel about trials right now, but I yeah, think I guess because we'll I don't know how I feel about Miles. <laughs> I get that. And I, I'm I'm, still I'm actually feeling not sure okay what about, think Miles. about Grace and Jonah. Well, yeah, that I I just I just don't think I care that much about Grace and Jonah. <laughs> like I'm fine with it. I'm not. They're mad. not. They're not complicated enough for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad. Like, I'm not, like, offended by them as a couple. I'm fine with it. I'm no. just kind of like, eh, that's fine. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's going to happen now, sure. <laughs> um, all right. I don't know if we have any grapevine or if we even want to get dig into it while Carly's here. I don't think – I know we don't have any emails. All right. Well, we don't have any grapevine today. So if you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at Keller High Water or on Twitter at Kel Sucks with a Z at the end. Or you can follow my dog on Instagram, Boomy the Boxkey. <laughs> Gotta push it and over I... 100 into the triple digits. Yes, we're at 99, oh. guys, and it's only been active for six days. <laughs> and Carly, do you want to share any social media? Still don't have a Twitter, but you can follow me on Instagram at Karma Page, Karma with a C, and then Page P A I G E. Um, probably not that interesting to follow, but if you are looking for like workouts, I have found all the platforms that are doing free workouts. It's how I've stayed sane during this lockdown and quarantine and all of that. So feel free to DM me if you need someone to follow. That'll give you great workouts. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, and I guess recommendations for other things. I don't even know. I haven't been watching anything new. I've been rewatching the OC. Have I mentioned that on here yet? I don't even remember. Um, you told me about it, but that was like remember. yesterday. So. 
I don't know. I guess that'll be my recommendation. I'm rewatching the OC. I don't actually know if it's streaming anywhere because I've been rewatching it on my DVDs. So because wow. Allegra has never seen it all the way through, like she's only seen like bits and pieces of it. So we're doing like a full rewatch and we're like towards the end of season three now. So we're veering into less familiar territory for me because I mainly like whenever I do a rewatch, I like zoom through the first two seasons and then I like crap out in the middle of season three and then I never rewatch season four. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually made it through season four. I think I watched up until the very end of season three and then I maybe watched the last two episodes of season four just so I could feel like I finished it. Oh, wow. Interesting. I definitely watched it like when it was on TV. And then I think I did one season four rewatch, like definitely like probably 10 years ago at least. And But but season four, I truly have, I barely have any memory of it. That's how I am with Gilmore Girls season seven. I rewatch <laughs> that show all the time and I just like either power through season seven and barely pay attention or just skip it all together because it's just not worth it. <laughs> I get that. A uh, friend of the show, Sean Quigley, has actually been re- not rewatching, watching for the first time Gilmore Girls. Oh, interesting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I've been getting regular Sean feelings and updates about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> what are his hot takes? Nice. <laughs> um, he loves Dean. That's his most unpopular. Oh, opinion, oh no! For sure. He thinks Dean <laughs> is great. How but, far is he? But I, I, I taught him that Paris is the best. I know. I'm like, uh, well, he also doesn't know Jess yet, so. Okay, okay. Oh, Oh, no, wait. Yes, he does. He does know Jess. He thinks Jess is annoying. (laughs) I mean, he's not not annoying, but like. I know. He texted me and he's like, you like Jess, don't you? And I was like, yes, obviously. Come on. Of course. (laughs) The correct answer. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, does he, has he reached the like Rory Dean cheating the situation yet like i guess spoilers for gilmore girls but the love triangle the infidelity <laughs> situation when dean is like married i don't know oh yeah no he's not that far yet gotcha she's so. not yet in college he's still in the golden years uh, yes gotcha yeah season four i just i might i think i i'm almost done with new girl so I think my next oh. move is going to be at least the first couple of seasons of Gilmore Girls. I don't know if I want to make it all the way into the college years, although I say that every time and then I just finish the whole show. <laughs> I like five and six. Season four sucks. Season four and seven are probably my least favorite, mainly They're because Dean and Rory are just terrible. That I hate them. Season. Yeah. Yeah. I've only watched it but. all the way through once, and that doesn't include season seven. I never watched season <laughs> seven because I just... I hear so many bad things about it that I'm like, I just give me the cliff notes. Tell me what happens. Okay, fine. I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm not wasting yeah. my time on that. But well, you guys can always text me about Gilmore Girls. I will talk about <laughs> it whenever, wherever. I, that is my like show. <laughs> Anticipate yeah. some future texts from me. All right. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to recommend a podcast. It's called The Renner Files. Holland, I think you especially would really love it, but it's like Sarah Ramos and I can't remember the other girl, but they do like a deep dive into Jeremy Renner and his uh, terrible lifestyle app. Oh, ooh, okay, interesting. I do love Sarah Ramos. 
Mm-hmm. She has, I think, 1997 or whatever that that location is. She has, like, a project with them coming up. And I think it's about, like, her her autograph, like, hounding and how she, like, just met a ton of celebrities on red carpets because she was a child star. I think it's, like, about that. And I really want – I need to, like, look more into that. I, always, I will say all the podcasts I listen to are probably – from recommendations on this show (laughs) (laughs) you guys always recommend great podcasts um currently been listening to you're wrong about which kelsey recommended like episodes ago but it's great um hbo max has a new movie out called locked down it has anne hathaway in it um i watched it a couple nights ago and it was pretty entertaining It, it is all about like quarantining um and there's like a little bit of a action like theft plot in it. So I don't know. I thought it was entertaining. Nice. Um, and then I did read the normal people book, which was a show on Hulu. And I did enjoy the book a lot. So if you saw the show and you liked it, I recommend the book. Oh, cool. Yeah. I saw the show, but I haven't read the book. I could mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many books that I need to get through first. <laughs> I'm currently in the middle of a book right now, but that I've like stopped reading because I've like hit like a safe spot to stop. And I know if I pick it up again, it's going to like stress me out. It's like a fantasy situation. So I'm like right now it's like sh- like Schroeder- Schrodinger's book. I'm like, if I don't keep reading, nothing bad's going to happen. So I've kept it there <laughs> until I can actually finish it type of situation. Um. But, all right, that is everything that we have for you guys today. Thank you again, Carly, for joining us. It was wonderful as always. You got to come back again. So- yes, please, <laughs> for having come back. Me. Yes. <laughs> for just an excuse to speak to you for, like, an hour at a time. <laughs> I know. Um, and thank you to Jay, as always, for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.